You will notice that every episode of Monkeys Took My Jetpack contains an explicit tag, meaning there may be language which would be unsuitable for work or for children. This time, we mean it. You've been warned. Coming up on Monkeys Took My Jetpack. Pretty sure I can get what I need to do some hoodoo and track Echo down. Oh, wow. Hooey, officer, you won't believe what came through here. It's a total clusterfuck. Punch dice suck. So what do you do? Feed on him. Yikes! There was a problem with Mr. Mercury. Pay him a little visit. God, give me strength. Feels like someone's actively blocking. You see something hideous looking at you. Oh, gosh, he's pretty powerful. Make your roll. Shrock! Ooh, yeah. Let's go, go, go. All right, well... Let's bring it on. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, and thank you for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 43. It's our second session of Dresden Files, and I'm quite happy to bring it to you. We have a long way to go, and I'd like to get us caught up before... 2016. So let's get to. Let's go. I'm going to keep this very brief. The cast tonight includes Trilobite as our illustrious game master. I liked him before he sold out. Yours truly, Blind Geek as David Mercury. I nasty. Uh. Josh as Ezra Kirkland. I'm just a simple country guy from Smoky Mountains, Kentucky. And Moondog as Logan Shaw. That's the important thing right there. So, without further ado, let's just cut right to the chase. Grab a cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 43, Echo Location. So, um, do you guys want to do any of the minor milestone stuff before a mild stone? That's right. It's not hard stone. It's very mild. Um, we didn't discuss you, that last time, and I can't think of anything that I need to do. So, Roger that. But, yeah, me either. And Blind Geek, I think you felt the same way. You didn't feel like you wanted to swap anything around or anything like that yet? Nope. Nope, not yet. Moondog, how about you, Moon? No, Did you I'm, want to I'm do good. That stuff? Okay. I'm good. So, we have Logan Shaw driving away through the winter mist. And you had just put through a call to your executive assistant or your personal assistant about a certain matter with a private investigator. And what else is Logan Shaw up to here as, as you're driving away? Where are you going? What are you doing? I have a meeting with a developer for a new mini shopping mall. Mm-hmm. Is it one of Smiling Jack Johnson's toadies? It is. His rat pack, as it were. It is. <laughs> rat bastards. Excellent. That's what they call themselves. And where is this? Would this be like in the southern area, Ray Street and Mission Hills, where some of the new businesses are going in? Yep, that's where I want. So I'm going to say that that's where the meeting itself is actually taking place, unless you have another location in mind. No, uh, we already have land out there. We're starting to excavate. So you're headed down into the suburban sprawl. Yes. That once was... Scrub Desert. Yes. Meanwhile, back at the Gomez house, where it's just another crazy day. 
That's right. The front lawn is littered with automobile parts, ice, fragments of dumpster. I can't recall. Do ghouls disintegrate when they die? or do No, they, but these did because parts? they were encased in ice and shattered, and one of them was just excoriated by flying ice shards. There's a so there's I can remember if they disappeared in, back into the nether or into ectoplasm or not. I couldn't recall. There's not a whole lot left that's readily apparent to the eye as the remains of something that was once alive. Now, um, Hit a dog, officer. <laughs> yeah. Now, if an investigative team were to go over this area, it would be very clear that someone or some ones had met a grisly end. But to the naked eye, it looks weird as hell, but it doesn't look like anybody just died. Okay. There's not a corpse just lying around or anything like that. And David, you had just dumped the job of explaining everything to the police officers on your good friend Ezra. So tell me exactly how you dumped that on him. I mean, you mentioned last time kind of giving him a look, and then what? Well, Ezra, make your your magic make this stuff disappear. Doesn't work that way. Well, I got shit to do. I gotta check on those license plates. All right, I'll talk to the cops. I'll put on the now, best keep in mind. Besides, some of them don't see eye to eye with me in a major way, and that could be your, more your winning personality problematic. Yeah. All right, I'll take care of it. So Maybe one of the officers is bundling Hamadryad into the back of the car. He's sort of dragging him in there because the big thug is still unconscious. Just rolls his tattooed ass in there. <laughs> and his partner is not very far from you guys as you're discussing this. Yeah. And she was looking at David, clearly, because his clothes are torn. He was bleeding and there's a van over there, and clearly she wants to know what else is going on. She hasn't really asked anything about it yet, but it's obvious that she's about to frame the question while you guys are discussing. I got it. Hooey, officer, you won't believe what came through here, and I'm just a simple country guy from Smoky Mountains, Kentucky, way off there back east, but man, I heard what they got that angel dust out here, makes people all crazy and whatnot, Ooh, the guy just came in through, blazing in, ran over a couple of dogs we had lying in the yard. You know how them hippies is. Anyway, that's what this paste is. Anyway, oh, he just came out here with a gun and just shooting all over. Then one guy up and lifted that there, that there dumpster and just, like, chucked over into the house. It was amazing. You know, I heard they could lift a car before. I know they could lift a dumpster. That's a trademark term. I should actually be saying trash receptacle. But, you know, and uh, <laughs> I'd like to do a maneuver and put guileless hick on myself. Oh, okay. That works for me. So, let's see. Oh, wow. Well, do you have to roll to put an aspect on yourself? Yeah. yeah, if you want to do a maneuver, you definitely oh, have to. It's only like difficulty three, though. And uh, I've got a rapport of three. Fair. It would not be interesting if you failed. So, I say you I got, got that one. Oh, okay. Yay, me. Good. So, I got that on me. I can tag for free. You want me to roll rapport again to try and convince her of all this? couple crazy guys on PCP came blazing in, ran over our dogs, tossed things around. All right. Sounds to me like you're basically trying to give her the brush off, as it were. I'm dazzling her with bullshit and just making it sound like another victim of the uh, Southern California drug wars. So let's see. I would actually call this deceit. That actually, yes, that would make sense, yes. Oh, I don't have deceit. All right, fair enough. Good thing you put an aspect on yourself. Good thing. A fact I had not thought of when I abandoned you. 
Well, yeah, I think your anger just got the better of you there. That's true. All right, so I got a negative one. Uh, I'm going to tag the aspect I just put on myself, the guileless hick one, uh, which will put it... No, that's free, so you don't have to spend a fate point or anything. That's a one. I'm going to spend one of my three fate points to also put on friends in low places, because I'm used to lying to authority figures. Okay, that works. Puts it to a three. Versus her defense here. And what have we got? One of her eyebrows creeps up as you're talking to her, and she calls her junior rookie over. The and, junior rookie. Yeah, because <laughs> both these guys are rookies, at least that's according the bottom to you. Of the barrel. That's the bottom According of the to the sergeant. But one of them has to have seniority. Somebody has to be in charge. Right. And she says, uh, take a statement from Mr. Pound. She looks at you. No, wrong Ezra. Kirkland. <laughs> Ezra Kirkland. Kirkland. I'm going to check a few things out. She goes into the squad car, has the door open, pulls the little computer terminal aside, is looking up at the van, typing some stuff in, and sort of keeping an eye on Hamadryad, who's all bound and quick-tied in the back. Meanwhile, David, what were you up to? I'm checking the plates of the, the van that we had... I know I was the supposed van to crash. Thank you. The yeah, van crashed into the house. I'm trying to remember how the hell we. Yeah, that van. He crashed into the house, and then Logan's car T-boned it. That's right. So I'm gonna make a. Uh, I would say this would be a straight-up investigation roll. Yeah, I just there we go. Okay, it's average. I was trying to remember. Where, I knew I had investigation. I just couldn't remember what the rank was. So I was looking. At Not sheet. terribly difficult. You're looking at a good. I'd be willing to drop it down to a fair if you give me a bit of description of exactly what you're doing to check the plate. Okay, numbers. I'm going onto the computer, onto the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Fudge dice suck. I'm going on the interwebs and knocking my total down to uh, whatever is below mediocre. I would just give the number then. Negative one, and I only have two fade points, so I really don't want to spend one on this. <laughs> But I will, because this okay. is important. <laughs> this means I have to find some way of complicating my life to get another fate point. A- anyway, okay. So I remember my cop training, mm-hmm. being as I am a cop turned cabbie, and I... Uh, re-roll. Are you fucking serious? Sounds like it's working all is right it for you. Two fate points? No, it's not. So I'm an average. I get an average result. Don't forget, you can use those to re-roll entirely. I did re-roll entirely. Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Never mind. I'll be, I'll be <laughs> You uh, find that the plates here apparently belong to a Thunderbird, as in the sedan. <laughs> Good, because I thought you meant that a marionette used to drive the van. <laughs> I thought he meant that some guy named Thunderbird did. <laughs> Thunderbirds are not go, not in this case. <laughs> no, it belongs to a Thunderbird sedan, which is registered in Pismo Beach. Beach, that's where Daffy Duck used to hang out. Which is actually just north of Isodoro. It's one of the suburbs. Pismo Beach and all the clams you can eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can I track down who the current owner of the Thunderbird is? Yeah, no problem. It's one Bernie Lorgast. Okay. Age 73. Hmm. You've got his home address. Etc. Or at least his address of record. Has the car been reported as stolen or? Nope. No. That's interesting. Maybe they just took the plates. 
but that's weird. No, you're a former police officer. That's a um, slightly above knuckle-dragging mentality-level criminal trick. Ah, yes. The player is showing his ignorance that the character would not. Okay. Indicates at least some level of preparation and experience. Right. I'm assuming I don't hear what's going on outside because I'm at the computer. I don't think I used my phone for something like this. Okay. So, yeah, you went into the house. Yeah. Using that. Okay, so back out front, Ezra. Yes. Giving her report to this guy? Yep. Basically just going through the same story again, or? Same story, yep. Same thing I told the sergeant or whatever who it was. And this officer asks about Mr. Mercury's condition, as he puts it, gesturing towards his chest. David got clawed up by one of the ghouls. Oh, oh, that. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought he had a pacemaker. (laughs) That's going to be a bad thing to hang around with a wizard. Oh, God. (laughs) But lots of fate points. Oh, yeah, one of them guys tweaking out high on the PCP or the meth or something, or all of them are the bath salts. Probably them bath salts. <laughs> Just clawed them up to something fierce. I, I'd get it checked out if I was him. He might get that gangrene. You don't want that. Then they have to amputate his chest, and that won't be good for no one, will it? Does he need medical attention? Should might want to get it all... cleaned up. He looks like he's walking around okay. Where did he go? Oh. He got up and walked off, so he must be all right, but if I was him, I'd have some doctor check it out. I got some turpentine and brown paper you could just slap on it like my grandma used to do, so I bought a mustard poultice. She looks up, just kind of shakes her head. He rolls his eyes, and uh, he turns back. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Kirkland. Uh, we'll be coming by a bit later to ask a few questions, maybe uh, send an officer around to get statements from everybody. Have a good day. Uh, thank you. You too. He hustles back to the squad car, and go they're heading off just as Hemadryad appears to be regaining consciousness. I'm going to go read some Vonnegut right now, because I need to cleanse myself. I, need- <laughs> <laughs> I feel cheapened and filthy after doing that. Okay, so the police are off. Yep. Front yard's a total mess. Ugh. I'm going to let someone else clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> you know if you don't do it, no one will. I, don't I mean, those are the kind of friends you have. That's why they're my friends. I, I don't care at this point. I'll get it later. I might bring the hose out to spray it down a bit. Don't Actually, call yeah. Them. I'll get don't the hose out. And, what's <laughs> don't call them that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get the garden hose and spray the ghouls down the uh regular ghouls don't regenerate, right? That's right. That's Uber ghouls. Yeah, you've got a high enough floor. You know once these things are dead, they're dead. And once these things are, are dead. definitely dead. Yes. Uber ghouls will come back from this. We'd still be fighting the Uber ghouls. Alright, yeah, yeah, my lore's five. It's my big skill. I'm gonna get the garden hose and spray the ghouls down the uh drain. Because I don't want coyotes coming around. Done and done. And then I'm going to go back inside and try and get some materials for a little tracking spell. Okay, so back into the house. Same guy still passed out on the rug. Puddle of jewels wow, slightly they will larger. through everything. Same group of people playing Halo on the Xbox. Hey, there's like some trash from a car out. Oh, never mind. <laughs> One of them looks over at you, nods. 
and then like goes back to concentrating on his game. <laughs> Unflappable. And Cat, who is Echo's roommate, a slender, athletic black woman, also a former ballet dancer, is um, leaning on the door dam, looking at you groggily. She's blinking. It's 11. It's way too early for her to be up. Understood. Mm. What's going on, Ezra? Oh, there's a accident out front of the house. Um, nothing too terrible. No one's hurt. Sound like... No one important, sir. Sound like Olivia. Was Olivia? What was... Uh, what was Sally talking about? Echo? Yeah, Echo's been... Uh, hadn't been around for a few days. Wondering, have you have you seen her at all? No, not since the other night when she came in all talking about that guy on the farm or whatever that she met. I think she just found another loser boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. No offense, she says to you. Wasn't her boyfriend? Yeah, but everyone seems to think that you were. Blink, blink, really? Yeah. Oh. You occasionally spent time alone with her, therefore you two were boinking. Oh. Oh. Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was unaware of this. Any, anyway, yeah, I, I told Sally I'd look into it for her. So if anything should come up, any information on her, just just let me know. All right? Okay. Oh, I'm gonna go back to sleep. I got a shift tonight, and she stumbles back into the room. Door still open. You hear her flop down on the mattress inside. How familiar am I with the layout of their bedroom? It's pretty much like all the others. I mean, you've been living here for a while. This is a little add-on room, maybe 12 by 14. Do I know where Echo's dresser is as compared yeah. to what? Okay. The room's so small that like, anytime someone opens the door, you can see in there. It's basically just divided in half. looks a lot like a college dorm room. I hear him talking with Cat. <laughs> so I pipe up, hey, uh... Ezra, what? got some info on uh, license plates for the car there. Oh, cool. Yeah, let's go to the porch and talk about this something. Head out. Porch. Resembling privacy. Yes. <clears throat> the plates were from a Thunderbird uh, owned by a guy named Bernie... Bernie... Shit. Poor guy. Bernie shit. No, Bernie... Yeah, that Bernie was Lorgost. Bernie Lorgost. That's what it was. And he's about 73. I got his home address. If we want, we can check it out. But I think that we're just going to find that they lifted his plates. Possible. Yeah, that's what they do. The name Bernie Lorgast mean anything to me? No, you never heard it in your life. Yeah, I got fairly decent contacts skill. All right, so no, it doesn't mean a just some guy. Just this guy, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah if you can like check and see like if he reported his plates stolen or anything. He didn't, oddly enough. Of course, I may have just been stolen. It might be worth the legwork just to do a quick check on him just to make sure. But yeah, you're probably right. And, David, um, you would know that's usually how these things go. Someone just rolls up, switches out the plates, maybe even just one. And most people don't notice. Most yeah. people don't look at People don't look at their plates very often, so, yeah. yeah. He, may not, he may not even me. know they're going. <laughs> All right. So that was kind of a dead end. Well, it's good to have our bases covered. The fact that we know it's a dead end makes it not a dead end. That's true. You know who said that? Mel, the cook on Alice. No, I just did right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> So did he. Oh. He also said the best defense is a good offense. It's a good offense. Tip to the head. That's right. the cook on Alice. <laughs> anyway. Cat um, seems like she's really out of it, so I'm fairly confident, especially using some magic. I say wiggling my fingers. 
pretty sure I can sneak in there, snag like a shirt or something, and get what I need to do some hoodoo and track Echo down. Echolocation, if you will. In fact, that's what I'm going to call it, my Echolocation spell. Check you out! I know. <laughs> oh, can I use any of my little... Absolutely not. Faith given jiggery pokery to... <laughs> Hold on, let me put up a lightning rod before you continue this sin. (laughs) Go on. I don't have it in front of me, but I know I'll get guidance as to where... Oh, you get the right place, right time thing. Right place, right time, or sometimes I get a hunch, but I can't remember whether I need to spend a friggin' fate point for that to activate or not. If you want to actually, like, make a prayer and literally reach out to the god of Abraham for guidance then, uh, yes, you would need to spend a fate point for that. No, I was more just seeing if there was any unbidden nudges in the right direction and things like that. You could do all kinds of good stuff, like maybe you want to make a declaration and just make something true, or possibly you want to do a maneuver and put like an aspect on yourself or on your good buddy Ezra that has something to do with divine guidance. Those are hmm. a couple of possibilities. Like guided by providence on him or something? Ooh, there's an idea. I would more think of it as in what would data do, and then we'll see if that matches something mechanically. I think... There you go. And this is total metagaming, so if we want to disallow it, feel free. But I think that David has a feeling, niggling in the back of his brain, that Logan is involved in this somehow, and he doesn't know enough about what's going on to know exactly how, so he... No, he doesn't. Never mind. Never mind. What's he do, man? What's he do? You got the feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. What's he do? So he could even just be something like, you guys pray for me, and you put the thing like, uh, you know, David's praying for me. My original idea, and I guess I'll go with it, was to maneuver the aspect guided by Providence onto Logan, because we're coming up fairly empty here, and I, so I just shoot off a prayer and put guided by Providence onto him. Let's see, that would be the conviction, I believe. If I'm not uh, yeah, that sounds good to me. Hmm, and I'm going to say, oh, what's a good difficulty for that? Am I going to start burning? No. Okay, good. Well, because no, I'd like to roll a defense roll for that. Black court vampires will burn. <laughs> okay. I'd say that that's a fair because it's so in line with what you do and you're using it on someone else in the very much ineffable moves in mysterious ways way. All right. Well, I rolled great. Excellent. Then that, I believe, makes that a sticky aspect. Sticky aspect. Yep. Yeah. So you got more than what was required, so that means it sticks around until it's removed. Yes. So, Logan. Yes? Put the aspect on yourself, guided by Providence. Gotcha. That will stay until such time as it is removed, probably by the Almighty. I can tag it for free for once. Yeah. And you can use it yourself also if you need to. You have to work it into the narrative how it works, but definitely. So, um... Tell me a little bit about this meeting. My contractor, you can give him a name or I can give him a name, it doesn't matter, called me yesterday and told me they were behind schedule. Mm. And that's just not acceptable. So, yep, that's why I'm going out to find out. So you're heading down there to find out exactly what's going on. Morning traffic is fairly light. You're moving through subdivision after subdivision, spreading out to the Sangre de Cristos or at least to the line of 101 off to the east. This area is just flat, 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 flat. Nothing but little cookie-cutter homes, 
kind of drying, half-dead palm trees, dried, half-dead lawns, broad, empty streets, and the occasional UPS truck. The monotony of the landscapes broken up only by the occasional strip mall. And you're heading south as it gets more and more scrub desert. There's actually little bits of sand on the roads here and there and some tumbleweeds fetched up on the occasional fence. Every single one of these homes has a giant pool. Nice. And ahead you can see the construction site where it looks like stuff has been dug out. You know, you don't know too much about the particulars of how exactly these projects proceed, or do you? I would say no. I mean, I'm a timeline kind of guy, so I can look at it and say, we're behind schedule or where we're supposed to be, but that's about it. You do we should be putting see. buildings up right now, and I don't see any buildings going up. No, they've just got the foundation pit thing dug, and some of that rebar stuff that goes in is sort of the skeleton of the building yep. is out there. And you can see the construction companies and the various contractors, their vehicles are there. There's a lot of union workers sort of standing around, and there is a van that you don't recognize it's not one of these contractors or anything else. It's in this horrible old smoker teeth, brownish yellow. Okay. Like it's and like it's a late 80s van. It's on the property? Yeah. Okay. And it looks like some of your higher-ups, people in suits and hard hats, are gathered around that van. Gotcha. Hey, Tony. Yes, sir. When we get close enough, I want you to contact our police contact and find out about those plates, see who they're registered to. Understood, sir. Uh, normally, we go through Mr. Mercury for this. Okay, yep. Consider Call him as soon as you can and let me know. He's already pulling out the sat phone as he swings in through the gate to drop you off near that van. Good. So I'm going to step out, and do I see my foreman? Yep, he looks over, and he's hurrying over toward you. He's this little wiry guy, balding, just a few wisps of hair clinging tenaciously to his skull. He's like in his mid-twenties, but he just has this look of every plumber and construction foreman on sitcoms ever. Gotcha. He's hustling up to you. Uh, Oh, Mr. Shaw. Thomas. Ah, I'm so glad you're here. Listen... These USGS jerks uh, want to shut us down. They say there's a branch or some fault line or something. They say this area is tectonically unstable. I don't know. I've been on, on the phone all day. My lawyers are talking to their lawyers, and it's just, ugh, it's a total clusterfuck. Okay, calm down. USGS, what are you talking about? Uh, the geology people, you know? Oh, the nuts from the university. Yep. Okay, where are they at? He points towards the van. They're in the van. And you can see a young man in like a sweater, jeans, designer glasses. Looks like he's got Crocs on. He's talking with some of the others. Okay, so who's the guy in the Crocs? That's the guy from the university. He says there's a fault line here. Of course there's a fault line here. It's California. A mall is not going to destabilize things. I told him this. We've been building things here for years. I told him. Okay, well, let's go talk to him, Thomas. And he hustles along behind you, like the little dog in the Warner Brothers cartoons following (laughs) the big bulldog. Hello. And then looks over. Uh, Hello. My name's Logan Shaw. I'm the developer. What's going on? Ah, Mr. Shaw, good. I'm glad you're here. There's been quite a bit of confusion. Uh, It seems... Come with me into the pit. It's much easier if I show you. Into the pit? He points toward where all the um, earth has been excavated, and there's a sort of terraced pit 
beating down and slabs of concrete on the bottom with water gathering on them. Okay. Well, I'll follow him in. So I got I a timeline, you know. I need to know what's going on. I understand completely, but I'm sure once you see the results of these probes, uh, you'll see why this project absolutely cannot go ahead. And why are you on my property anyway? Well, Do you have proper papers to show that you should be here? Uh, yes, of course. It's, uh, that's all been taken care of. Um, oh, damn it, it's back in the van, but uh, okay, I contacted you. Okay, tell me what your... you got to show me, and then we'll look at that. Okay, okay. You guys start clambering down into the pit. Back at the Gomez house. Yes. All right, so I'm working out the spell I want to do. Basic thaumaturgy spell. I'm looking at eight shifts to cover basically the investigation as well as punching through any uh, wards that someone might have around her. Good stuff. Plus two more shifts for a couple extra scenes, which would be three total scenes that'll work. So mm -hmm. that's ten shifts I want to get. I've got a lore of five, which means I got five more shifts I need to cover in preparation. Gotcha. So, first little mini scene I want to declare and cover two of those with is sneaking in and getting the shirt. Okay, go for it. All right, I'm going to wait a bit. Not too long, because she looked pretty tired until I, I'm fairly certain that cat is asleep. The door is open. The sounds of Halo blasting through the living room that her room is pretty much connected to. Okay, and door's open. That makes it a little easier. I'm going to uh, activate my camouflage jacket. It's a plus four block veil, <laughs> which should make me invisible. As the silver runes stitched around the camouflage patterns on the old Vietnam-era jacket shimmer to life, and then I kind of fade away. I can't see very well behind this veil, but it's a small room, so I don't need to see very far. But I'm going to sneak in and saddle on over to Echo's dresser. If I can find, like, a brush or something that might have her hair, that would be great. Otherwise, I'm just looking for, like, a shirt or pants or socks or something. Hey, so inside, you see Cat passed out. She's face down, limbs akimbo on her pillow. The place in here smells intensely of peaches. There's old nubby carpet, some pictures up on the wall, big panoramas that were probably picked up at the local Ikea. Right. You know, that kind of thing. There's a dis difference in colors and schemes. It's all earth tones over on Cat's side, and it's all bright pinks and pastel colors over on Echo's side. All the Bella Sarah stuff on Echo's side. Yes. Little beat-up dresser down there. All the drawers open, and they all look empty. The cosmetics and everything else all cleared off. So what do you find? Okay, so the cosmetics are gone. Drawers are empty. Everything... I find a wad of chewed bubblegum on her bedside. I like it. I like it. Where it lost a flavor overnight. <laughs> well, at least and you I'm didn't swallow like, it in spite. I'm just like, ugh. And I try to find like an old Wendy's napkin in my jacket, and I pick it up without having to touch it too much. Okay. And then I'm going to schlep out and back to my room. Okay. You know, Definitely. ordinarily with decorations, there's a role involved, but they have a whole little sidebar about, is the decoration interesting? Is it dynamic? Is it adding to the game? Does it make sense? If this is true, just give it to the player. Fair enough. I was actually more expecting to have to make some stealth rolls to keep waking up Cat, but it's been established that she's apparently a pretty deep sleeper. Yes. All right. Because she just went in there and flopped down with the door open. All right. That covers that. Uh, my next thing is I'm going to go up to my room, mm -hmm. lock the doors. Make sure the wards are in place, and I'm actually going to light my incense, put on my Hawkwind LPs, 
<laughs> and meditate for about half an hour to focus my energies with the thought of putting totally centered dude on my uh, self. Excellent. So I would say that then you get a, a plus two because you've got the piece of gum putting centered on yourself. If you take half an hour and you that will mean you have to kind of sit out for a little while in the game, which is one of the things they cover is giving you bonuses. Yeah, that's if you just set out. I'm actually trying to use the uh, mini scene put an aspect thing because I'm not okay. just sitting out. I'm doing something which granted it's meditating, but it's still some narrative. Yeah, that works for me. And I'm just going to spend a fate point and invoke that hoodoo that I do to cover the last bit of it. Okay, so let's see. We got five from your lore. That's a total of 11, actually. Two from the gum? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, which is what you were aiming for. I was actually aiming for 10, but I'll bump it up to 11. Okay. I can make continual rolls until I get Okay. And the extra one goes into? I don't have to get 11 shifts in one roll, because that's the joys of thaumaturgy. Yes, you get to build it up over time. So what's the extra one go into? Are you putting it into the power of the tracking spell to try to punch through any confusing magics? Or, or into duration? Or I'm going to put in the scenes, because I know scenes are nebulously long, but I don't know how yes. many scenes it'll take to get there. So it's going to be a total of eight shifts for uh, the investigation and punching through any wards, and then three more scenes, so a total of four scenes. Roger that. Okay. And let me know when you want to get me to actual casty cast, because right now I'm just going to be meditating. Will do, and I love the way you described the spell. I think that's exactly what should be done, because that was always one of the cool parts of the books, like, is how he weaves his magic. Right. All right. So, David. Yes, sir, sir. What you doing? Well, I kind of realized I blew an opportunity earlier, so I'm going to try and make up for it now. Mm -hmm. What time of day is it again? It's about 11.30 by this point. A.M. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay, then crap. Because what I want to do would be better done in the evening hours or at night, lest I get... Okay, you know what? No. The name... What is the guy's last name one more time? I'm sorry. Bernie? The owner of the Thunderbird? Yeah. Yeah, Lorgos. Lorgos. Why the hell can't... Anyway. Because it's uh, a weird last name. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't had an opportunity to write it down yet. The name's been bugging him for a while. Mm-hmm. And David remembers, after wandering around for a bit, just kind of walking around, smelling the flowers, trying to calm himself down after the run-in with the police. Yeah. That one of the guys at the church where he lives had a last name of Lorgost. Uh-huh. Okay. I like this. I'm going to make you roll for this one. All right. Do I need to spend a fate point as well? I don't remember suddenly. Uh, maneuvers. Do you have to for spend making a fate a, point? It's a this is actually more of a declaration. I think you Excuse me, declaration. Thank you. I believe you do for declaration. Well, that would be my last one, so... I'm down to one, too, if it makes you feel better. <laughs> I got two. Good for you. I'm so proud. <laughs> Ab. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whatever it is, I just added plus four to it. What skill am I rolling on for that declaration? I want to say conviction for this, because, again, it's tying in with the... Whole moves in mysterious ways. That, or if he's knowing someone, it's typically contact. Oh. It's specifically for knowing people, but the conviction makes sense if it's divine intervention. Well, if it's conviction, I've got a plus nine. Oof. Generally, all I need is a plus three. Yeah, so I think I'm going to go with contact because it just seems like overkill. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Let's call it contacts. Contacts is... Oh, okay, it's average, so it is now at superb. So, I'm at five. Yeah, I like this a lot, so I'm going to call this a difficult. I guess you don't three. have to spend a fate point. 
yeah, I don't see anything in here yeah. about it. Unless oh. it'd be something like really off the wall, I guess, yeah. Okay. And they specifically talk about decorations being a bit easier to do than assessments and some other yeah, things. Yeah, as long as they make sense, yeah. Okay, well, good. Then I get to keep my fate point. Yay. Unless the GM says, wow, really? One of his relatives there? I don't know. <laughs> you are Bernie Lowercost? Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that totally works for me. You got, what, a five out of, I'm going to say, three there? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to head back to the church and see if I can track down Alex. Really? Alex Lorgost. Lorgost. God, the hell? Okay, I'm writing this down right now. Odd name. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was Bernie. This is another Lorgost that attends gotcha. his church. And it sounds to me like he's thinking it's not a very common last name. Yeah, I've never heard it before. L-O-R-G-O-S-T. You got it. Okay. That spells moon. <laughs> and you get a call while you're on your way. Okay, I pick up the phone. Hey. Mr. Mercury, this is Tony Bradford. I don't know you. You do, actually. He's one of Logan Shaw's evil henchmen. Not Uh, evil. Sinister-looking guy. He looks like an undertaker who enjoys his work way too much. Long, mobile fingers, thin face that looks like it's built for a mournful expression, but always has just a hint of a smirk on it. Huh. Hair all combed back, wears tailored suits, carries a silent submachine gun. Okay, then I change I don't know you to what? Mr. Shaw had a request for some plate numbers to be run through your associates. That's not my associates, buddy. I just use the World Wide Web like every red-blooded American. As you say. Are you ready to take the numbers? In other words, why can't he just run them through himself? That's not how Mr. Shaw prefers to do things. Well, that's not how I prefer to do things. I'm not his pigeon. Nonetheless. Let him run him through, and then he can get back to me with the results. He's a big boy, and I hang up the phone. Oh, you just cut him off right in the middle of that. Nice. (laughs) Oh, man. I got God on my side, motherfucker. Tell me. (laughs) And you are an angry, short-tempered individual. That's right, and he's had a bad day. Yeah, I'd say you're playing up that well, and I'm going to make that complicate your life a little bit later on, so I'm giving you a fate point for that. Thank you, okay. Okay, and I'm making a little note of how I intend to use that (laughs) later. So, in the pit, you can see where... A couple of holes have been drilled into the wet clay along here. And even you can see there's a distinct line. There's like a diagonal jagged line where the banding of color is much higher on one side than it is on the other. The geologist explains that this is a major extension of the Montalvo fault line, which runs right through the center of the city. And that any serious change in hydrostatic pressure, for example, if you were to place a large building here, it would significantly change the water table, and that could lead to lubrication of this slit fault, which could trigger an earthquake in the major fault, which runs right through the center of the city and under O'Shaughnessy Dam. Therefore, the whole area has to be reviewed by a USGS team before construction could go forward. Really? Whose decision was that? I don't have time for this. The city already approved this project. But that was before the discovery of this fault line. We didn't know this fault line was here? No, it's just the recent Templars that have unearthed this. We picked it up on some of our geological surveys. You know, the earthquakes that have been happening recently. He spreads his hands, looking sort of helpless, like he's trying to appeal to your better nature. Okay, so how long is this going to take? Too bad he doesn't have one. (laughs) Really? Josh, you're going to go there? 
Really? See if I save your ass again. Well, he looks sort of sorry for you, you know, as if there's some sort of twinge of compassion pulling at him. He says, I've already done a lot of the preliminary work. I can fudge a few things, and uh, we'll call it six to eight weeks. Can I incite emotion on him? Definitely. I'm going to increase his compassion level. And that's a attack against his conviction, if I remember correctly. Yep. We want to use intimidation or deceit. I think those are the two skills that go with mine. How are you doing it exactly? Like, what is going along with that? Well, I don't need to touch him to do it because I have range. Mm-hmm. I guess I just want to gear up his compassion that maybe he can cut that time frame down. Is what I'm okay. trying to get out of it. So I guess, what is the question again? My question is exactly what's going along with that. Are you just letting your demon loose to sort of do what it does? Feed on him in incremental amounts in order to raise that emotion? Or are you putting on an act or something else that goes along with that? Okay, I got you. Well, I'm already two weeks behind. I have a deadline that I have to meet. And I just can't, I can't push it back six to eight weeks. It's just not acceptable on there. Um, we got to do something. Uh, who makes the decision? You make the decision on where I can go forward? Uh, I can do some of the preliminary work and I can help a lot. I, I know the guy on the board. Uh, look, I really feel for you. And go ahead and make your role. Okay. And I think for this, you should you cry a bit. I really want to use rapport with this one. But what's better for you, the way you've got Logan? Deceit or rapport? Well, deceit would work better because I didn't put rapport on my list. <laughs> then let's call it deceit. According to the... And I can go under whatever you say. Yeah, they talk deceit about deceit and, and intimidation. Um, intimidation. So, yeah, I'm not really trying to intimidate him. Let's go deceit. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to spend a fate point. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I'm down today. to one, two guys. <laughs> and I would like to tag winning is everything. Okay. I could also tag has to answer my father if I wanted to, because he's the one pushing the deadline in this project. Okay. Because he has a tie to it. I like that on one there. better because it's got a stronger tie to the situation. Okay. So it has to answer my father. Okay. Sounds good. Yep. He's going to be using some of the uh, strip mall as a storefront for a project he's working on. Gotcha. I got a four. Hey, give him a quick roll here. Ooh, ouch. Did he roll straight really up, good? Oh, he got straight up minuses all across the board. <laughs> <laughs> so he looks at you with those big, brown, graduate student eyes. Guy has a ponytail and a sweater, so you know he's a sucker. <laughs> and... Actually, he seems particularly delicious. The flavor of compassion you're getting from him is rich and layered. <laughs> oh, I got the tree-hugging environmentalist. Possibly with a generational background that may go back quite some ways, compounded by education and life experience. And I'm holding out a fate point to you because the I'll fact that you are a white court <laughs> vampire is going to influence what happens next. Probably got Birkenstocks with socks, too. Yeah, He's got Crocs with socks. Ah, kill him. <laughs> I'm going to take it. Okay. So, so what do you do? I'm going to feed on him. Ooh, sweetly layered. I know. Stewed in the juices of a liberal education. White guilt. 
Oh, yeah. Nice, rich, marbled threads of white guilt. (laughs) I think you do this as an attack. Psychological attack with the appropriate skill. Inciting the emotion and feeding upon it are one action. Gotcha. So it's an emotional attack with what? With intimidation or, or deceit. And in this case, it sounds like deceit. Either one is fine. Okay, so I'm at a plus two. Hey, let's see if this guy has any better luck at all. Oh, <laughs> he does, because he only gets minus three, which takes him down to just zero. Okay, so those two negate. So I got minus one plus two. I got a plus one total. Okay, so you can feel this emotion pouring out of him and into you as your demon moves through his aura, stirring up this complicated, rich, flavorful emotion. And it's so sustaining. You don't find compassion of this quality very often. It has to be something that's inborn and it comes in certain lines of people and then the right conditions really bring it out and it's just delicious. And he takes a single point of, I'm going to call that social stress. Gotcha. Well, I am going to grab onto his arm and continue to feed. Ooh, okay. In fact, I'm going to call for a discipline roll at some point. Yeah. Give me another roll here real quick. Yeah, or I might kill him. (laughs) And the emotion is still present. You get a plus one on this roll. Okay, so I get the deceit and a plus one? Mm Mm-hmm. I got a five. Oh, wow. Two pluses and two neutrals. So with my plus three, that gives me a five. My goodness. Okay, so you end up doing a total of three points to him. He's starting to cry. Tears are running from his eyes. He looks confused about the fact. And he's staring at you soulfully. You can hear his heart hammering. You can almost feel his limbic system, that part in the brain that's responsible for emotions, shifting into overdrive and producing everything that it can, and it's flowing into you. You have taken him out of the scene, and you can immediately recover. Do you have any consequences on you? I don't. Well, I consider that aspect guided by providence a consequence. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it'd be tough to clear out at this point. Now, you could potentially... I know, that'd be God going, oh, forget this. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I think if you read the part about feeding frenzy... That's what I'm looking at. I think it's within your right to call for a discipline role. I'm doing because you could actually cause him to drop into shock and his whole neural system to just shut down. The only thing that would stop that is, was he willing? Because when in the presence of heightened emotions and willing victims... No, this is just heightened emotions. Okay. But I still think it should be a discipline roll to determine mm-hmm. whether or not I'm going to take it any farther. Okay. Well, discipline is my one of my stronger ones. I'm a plus five on that. Good. And I'm going to call this a good. So you need a three. Well, good. I got a four total. So I got a great. Okay. How does this look? Describe the scene to me. He's dropped to his knees with the uh, compassion coming out of him. Mm-hmm. I'm standing over him looking down. At the last minute, I pull my hand away and take a couple steps back. So you've taken him out of the scene. Is he just completely bent to your will and is now your toady on the university staff? Yep, I think that's where he'd go with it. I think he is my toady on the university staff now. Yeah, nearly as sexy as Michael. Michael? Possibly very useful. (laughs) 
I have a hard time living up to that guy. <laughs> Don't feel bad. Nobody can. No one can. <laughs> um, will tell so, you. So, yeah, I think he's going to become my toady on the uh, university. What's his name? One moment. I can give him one if you want. I'll go for it. Can I call him Gregory Brady? You got it. <laughs> really? Greg Brady Full points to you, sir. Hey, don't give him a hard time. You guys in your first M Force game were uh, babysitting for Ramona Quimby. I and I called you out on that. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> okay, Gregory Brady it is. So I looked down at him. I don't know what overcame me. I don't think and, you should uh, speak to anybody about this. He nods. He says, I'll I'll do everything I can for you. Don't I just, tell him about this or you'll get in trouble. It'll just be our little secret. I, I, I swear, I'll make this right. And he goes over and he's tearfully collecting his sampling equipment and like hauling himself up the mud slick slope. He stops and looks out at the mist where it's clearing and hitches a breath, wipes his nose with his sweater. How did you uh, let it get to this point? Goes back to his van. The foreman and everyone else look at him, like start to ask him some questions. He just closes the door and then he's sitting there with his head on the wheel, sobbing silently, it looks like. <laughs> I straighten my tie and walk out. Everyone looks at you in amazement and no Thomas, I don't think he's going to be a problem. Uh, no, sir. I he want you to do everything. From you. It may take a, a week or two to get back on. Do everything you can to keep us on schedule. Yes, sir. Yeah, Everyone there'll else be an extra bonus in it for you if you do that. He nods. I walk up. Tony, you ready to go? Uh, yes, sir. There was a problem with uh, Mr. Mercury. Uh, apparently, really? his, uh, <laughs> it sounds like he's got some sand in his vagina, and he's not willing to help us out. I went ahead and looked up the records myself. I took care of it. Very good. We'll have to talk to um, Mr. Mercury and you know make sure that he's a team player. Maybe we'll do that tonight, Tony. Pay him a little visit. Consider it done, sir. I'll get a few of the boys together. Very good. Very good. I don't want him dead, though. Very well. No fun anymore, boss. <laughs> okay. So, in the attic, uh. what's this look or feel or whatever like? How does the spell actually work? So, I've got the door closed. Uh, in my room. My room is kind of cluttered. It's like an organized cluttered where it's piles, but it's piles where I know everything is. Mm -hmm. Plus, I've got my closet open. My closet's the size of a small bedroom. It's a big closet or a small room. And it's lined with all my apparatus, and it's a lot of boxes and leather bags and whatnot on orange crate shelves and whatnot. That's open right now. Most people think I've got a grow room in there or something, (laughs) especially since I've got the fan. I'm fine with them thinking that. Anyway, I've got that open, and in the center of the room, I've got my pentagram on the floor that I've wood burnt in. I rolled up my carpet to clear that out spot. And mm-hmm. one corner for water, I've got a bottle of Evian. In another point nice. for earth, I've got a bundle of wormwood, kind of wrapped up with feathers and sinew. Uh, another corner for air, I've got some peach incense burning, since mm-hmm. that seemed to be her scent. Nice touch. Uh, how, how old is Echo? You don't know exactly. Oh. How old do I think Echo is? Probably early 20s. Okay. I've got two birthday candles at the one corner for fire, a two and a zero, and they're mm-hmm. burning for fire and her age. At the 
Apex there, where the focus will be for the uh, Thaumaturgy spell. I've got one of those little tiny Ouija boards that you get on a keychain. Mm-hmm. About the size of a matchbox. Got a little plastic stylus and everything. I've got nice. that set up with the wad of bubblegum on the stylus. And that's where the focus is going to be, where the construct's going to be built. And it just Good. occurs to me, I prob- I'm almost certain that Chad probably had some of her underwear I could have used. Anyway. <laughs> I know. But that's not the point. <laughs> So that's set up there. I'm at the center of the pinnacle. Uh, With the focusing. little Ouija board and the gum. Well, actually, no, that's, that's at the apex. That's at the fifth point of the pinnacle. Oh, where okay, spirit, okay, sorry. Would be. But that's where I'm focusing my energy. And I've got a uh, couple of worry stones in my hands that I'm fiddling with as I'm concentrating. Mm-hmm. And grumbling under my breath. Not really words, but just kind of like guttural rumbling. Mm-hmm. Focusing in on that and putting everything I know about Echo, putting her face, voice, because she's yelled at me a lot, um, <laughs> and focusing it into the construct. And how would you experience the results? If it works, let me think, mm-hmm. when it works, the little, <laughs> the little stylus on the Ouija board will skitter around the board, pointing at the direction. Gotcha. It's as the crow flies, but still, it, it'll skitter around on the little plastic board. You can see her in your mind. She's a statuesque blonde, one of the classic, almost pinup style build she's got. Right. But she's just been undernourished for years and had a drug habit for a while and low self-esteem forever. Plus, the occasional abusive boyfriends have all tarnished that and diminished it, sort of hollowed her out. And it right. shows in everything from her smallest movements on up to the slight pallor in her skin and the dark shadows that haunt her eyes. She has a beautiful voice, especially when she's angry. It's clear, and she has absolutely pure tones. She would have been a great singer. Right. And as the image of her becomes more clear, you feel something, some sort of interference wash over you. Someone's blocking. And feels like... You felt it in some other places, like at the church. It has the the same feeling as that. That's a threshold. All right. Enough that you felt it physically go over you, like kind of a a weird chill. Right. Feels like someone's actively blocking. And then the Ouija board, it's a attached little piece of gum, starts to skitter and swings around toward the northeast. All right. Good enough for me. Assuming I'm not being misdirected. At that moment, something hits you right in the center of your brain. Make a conviction defense. You're looking at a eight-shift attack. Oh, wow. Okay, someone's actually got a board set up. That itself is information. All right, say conviction? Mm Mm-hmm. I've got four points of conviction. Yeah, four. So that's (laughs) it. Uh, Four-point stress? Mm -hmm. Four-point stress? Four-point mental stress. I luckily have four points of mental stress. And you see something hideous looking at you. It's like a sea anemone, and it's like a circuit board. It's like a tree made out of living metal that is dying and looking right into the center of your brain. Its very presence is painful. It's trying to work its way into your consciousness. Well, let's block out of that. 
I will do a uh, spirit evocation to block him. Okay. Uh, assuming that'll work like a veil, pretty much. So describe it to me briefly. Do I have any spirit foci? I do not have any spirit foci. Oh, this will be interesting. David, I wanted to mention you've had the opportunity to start recovering. Okay, right. So I uh, quickly make sign of the evil eye mm-hmm. on either nice. side of my temples, and I'm erecting basically a shimmering cage of spirit force around my brain. At least that's the concept I've got in my head. Good. Shouting out, Geist Krieg! And, oh gosh, he's pretty powerful because he came at me with eight. I'm going to put in eight shifts of power and hope for the best. Make your roll. Well, I came up with a three. I've got five shifts to come over with. Ooh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to spend a current fate. I'm going to spend my last point of fate mm-hmm. and invoke that hoodoo that I do. Good. So that brings me up to five. You know what? I'm going to keep the five, which means I'm just going to, it's going to be a five point block. The other three are going to go into fallout okay. into the uh, environment. I've still got some stress I got to take here, though. Uh, I'm going to take a two point mental consequence. Uh, dizzy, mm-hmm. and then two points mental stress. That should cover it. Excellent. Your nose starts to bleed, and you're aware of the little stylus on the Ouija board scrabbling around, going all crazy. Mm-hmm. And this thing is looking into you. You can hear a sound like styrofoam squealing and car wrecks and huge industrial machines and it all comes together to say your name the hell it does is it just saying my name or is it saying like my true name no just your name it would have to like take you out to get your true name my concern like yikes just your name no so i am how lovely i'm gonna try and block well that was the whole point was hopefully to block its connection with me here i don't know if it did you've got the shimmering cage around you, which is protecting you from some of it. Right. Yeah, I don't have any threshold in here to help me. And you can feel this presence. You can feel waves of malignant, completely unfamiliar energy pulsing through your room, rebounding off the circle that you created back in against your cage and it's trying it's concentrating its energy on that circle as though it were trying to break out or break it well we'll stay in the circle then do i have enough of a connection with it to make an attack against it yes if it has a connection this strong with you you have that kind of connection with it I'm going to tap into the electromagnetic field of the Earth, mm-hmm. using my skill with Earth magic. Tapping into electromagnetic field, I'm just going to send a shock wave of electromagnetism and fluctuating gravity down the channel back at him, trying to break the connection. Kind of like causing static. And if I mm-hmm. can hurt it, all the better. Okay, this will like be an feedback. attack with... Yeah, actually, I'm going to focus all my concentration on Sonny Chirac. Music that I like so much. The jazz guitarist, now dead, who did a lot of stuff of feedback. He did the theme song for Space Coast, Coast to Coast. Ooh, okay. And I'm just going to send the shrilling bolt of feedback through the uh, Earth energy back down the, towards Conduit. Or that is the plan. Give me an attack. Yeah, this I'm sounds like use... evocation. Yeah, Earth evocation. Well, obviously. I'm just going to go with my uh, basic conviction of four, because I don't have time to prep, and I got no fate. So, conviction of four. That's one stress for me. I am getting stressy here. And, uh, yeah, it's attack of four. Shrock! <laughs> the thing sh- 
shrinks and folds in on itself, leaving a blinding cloud of static, migraine-inducing, multicolored static washing before your eyes. And then it's gone. You don't think you heard it. Yeah, I wasn't hoping to hurt it. Just wanted to get it out. Uh, once it's gone, I'm going to grab the Evian bottle from the circle here and chug it down. Uh, Your blood on the floor is smoking slightly. There's a smell of ozone in the air. Okay. And the little Ouija board has like flung out. And it looks like it bounced off the circle and landed over on the far side. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pour the rest of the bottle over the blood and wash that away, make sure it's diluted enough that it can't be used against me. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to go check out the Ouija board, make sure my spell construct's still working. Yeah, looks like it came together. And in fact, there are little spots of blood very precisely over certain letters. Oh, really? What letters would those be? Let's see, you got uh, C... A, S, T, D, E, E, N, Y, and I. C-A-S-T-E-N-Y-I. Mm-hmm. There's a spot of blood on each of those. Castieni. I don't know what that is. It's a pasta dish. I had it at Olive Garden the other night. It's pretty good. Oh. <laughs> so that's where we'll leave Ezra for the moment. Nasty ice. <laughs> ice nasty. <laughs> Clutching his head, looking at this thing, muttering to himself. Now that's an 80s rapper if ever there was one. Ice oh, nasty? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love ice nasty. Ice nasty. <laughs> I liked him before he sold out. Yeah. Nasty ice. That actually could Winter Quartz? I don't know. Anyway, really quick, I'm going to try and rack my brains with my lore and see if I recognize at all what the hell that could have been. Okay, give me a lore roll here. Six. Somehow it sounds kind of familiar. You know you've seen it in a book somewhere. God, it might have been in a White Council library or something one of the wardens had. It's not in your collection. Yeah, I don't have much of my collection. Most of my lore is oral knowledge, but still, yeah, I have some. Yeah, but you know you've seen it in a book, and not that long ago. All right, well, I'm going to have to make a trip down to the Wardens at some point. They owe me, as it's been said. It just seems really familiar. All right, so I know I've seen it, but I can't place it. Yeah. Okay, well, next, well, maybe not next, but at some point here soon, I'm going to have to give a visit to the uh, Surf Ninja. So I would say the fact that you are a wizard with friends in low places has brought troubling circumstances into your life. I absolutely say that, yes. So I'm going to give you a fate point for the scene which preceded this. Yay. All right. I break my circle, grab the Ouija board, and try and find David. Speaking of David, at the church. Yes. I nod to the gargoyle as I pass by. Mm Mm-hmm. It is perched over the doorway as it normally is, but not every time. Right. I'm not expecting a response because this is during the day and he tends to be very... Very circumspect. No need to be rude. How's it going? Apart from being a finely sculpted, dragon-esque gargoyle, there's nothing that marks it out as unusual. A very uh, 
wary observer or, or someone who watched the place regularly would realize that this statue doesn't always appear to be in the same place. And you pass through into St. Thomas More's Catholic Church. All right. That might have been how he discovered there was more to the gargoyle than what uh, seemed. Okay, so I'm walking through and there are people, well, I'm putting words in your mouth, I suppose. No, go for it, go for it. There are people going about their daily duties of making sure the grounds are clean and there are some people off in a corner studying scripture Mm -hmm. and things like that. And he sees Alex among the studying ones and so he walks over kind of waits patiently for them to get to a point of interruptibility. He says, Alex, when you get a second, can I uh, can I talk to you? Alex, a uh, slightly overweight guy with an unfortunate double chin, receding hairline in a widow's peak. Uh, yeah, sure. Yes. Um, what you need? Uh, you got a relative named Bernie by any chance? Uh, yeah, Bernie uh, lives up in uh, uh, Pismo Beach, maybe Shell Beach. He blinks at you sort of myopically. He really needs glasses, but thinks they would ruin his face. <laughs> He's wearing an old Led Zeppelin shirt, as he almost always is, and was probably just complaining, as he almost always is, about how he can't get a date, got shunned by some woman, literally does not understand why. He smells very faintly of sour milk. Oh, God. Okay. You know, I knew someone like that. That's rather disturbing. We all knew someone like that. <laughs> David politely, well, no, there's no politely about it. David makes sure that they are not too terribly close as they're talking. And he says, uh, what kind of guy is Bernie? I don't know. I've, I saw him at a family reunion a few years ago, he says, blinking and squinting at you. You've moved a little bit further away, which seems to have baffled his visual sensors for a moment. <laughs> he rubs the thin line of beard that he's used in a vain effort to accentuate his chin. Instead, it's just kind of made his neck stand out. Um, uh, he was, uh, like a bomber pilot or something in World War II, uh, seemed like an okay guy, uh, ate a lot of avocado dip. Hmm. <laughs> all right, I mean, we all, I'm, there's no accounting for taste, I suppose. Uh, why? I just don't care for avocados that much, no big deal. Um. Uh, okay. Wait, what? <laughs> Well, we have reason to believe his plates for his car got stolen, and I was just making sure he was going to be okay with that. We'll, we'll, we'll get... Don't worry, don't worry. Go back to your Bible study. I'm sorry to have disturbed you. Oh, that's okay. Hey, um, Shelly, that's his sister. Yeah? Um, Shelly probably knows him. She's um, the family organizer. She has everybody's numbers and everything. Okay, all right. So you can get in contact with her, and she'll probably be able to help you out. All right. Hey, look, um, you know, the uh, uh, there's that movie premiere next weekend. We're getting some people together. I still haven't heard back from you. Are you? Are you yeah, coming? you know, I don't <laughs> think I'm going to be able to make that one, uh, Alex. I, I really, I've got a, in fact, I would stand a little bit farther away from you. I'm getting the cold, and I really would hate for you to... Uh, to, to get it too, it's it's not a good. It's are not you good sure? Thing. Because like, there's some girls from Craigslist who oh. are going to be coming to you. <laughs> no, no, man, that's I I appreciate you know my situation. I'm not in any position to be in a relationship right now. You got to get back on that horse. That's well, I, I 
at some point, yeah, I know, but uh, not right now. I got my little girl to think about. I, you know, but I appreciate. The, I appreciate that's the offer. Okay. You should bring her because chicks love that. I think the last thing my little girl needs is to be introduced to Craigslist women. Okay, have it your way, but it's going to be... You're missing out, buddy. I know, and I'm going to have to learn to live with that somehow. Okay, but we're still still going to get together for those beers sometime, okay? Sometime, yeah. I'll let let you know when my schedule gets more free, because right now it's pretty busy. All right. And he goes back. So anyway, like I told you, Sudoku was originally American. He goes over to his Bible study group. God, God give me strength. Okay, all right. That implied I know Shelley a little bit. At least. Yeah, she comes so, around sometimes. Okay, mostly kind of like looking out for her brother. Right. God knows somebody's got to. She's a pharmacist at Walgreens, if you remember right. Oh, okay. This could be a complete dead end here, but what the hell? Would I do that to you? Absolutely. Yeah, I know. And I was the one that put this whole thing in motion in the first place. All right, I'm going to go into the Walgreens Mm -hmm. and see if I see her there. Okay. Logan, you've got this guy pretty much under your thumb. The situation here seems to be wrapped up. What's next on your agenda? I don't know. Um, Tony, what do I have left on my schedule today? That's pretty much (laughs) it for today, sir, except for a few optional things. And your father did request a personal meeting with you. At your convenience, he oh. looks surprised as he's checking his little BlackBerry regarding the uh, golf issue. That's code word G for cool golf. <laughs> Got you. Yeah, is Dad in town yet? Yeah, he's almost certainly at the Cliff House, probably literally holding court. He's almost always there because he's trying to manage getting the family's empire established here. True. Well, let's go see Dad then. Right away, sir. And I took the liberty of arranging an appointment with the uh, armory to get the car taken care of. Oh, very good, Tony. Thank you. I don't know what I'd do without you. Probably live a productive, happy life, sir. I don't know about that. You take care of a lot of my issues, so I appreciate that. I'll definitely remember that. I know you will, sir. That's as much compassion you're going to get out of me. Got to keep Tony happy. Maybe that's why you keep this guy around. Could be. Because he's got the personality or or the mindset of a rattlesnake. Yeah, he does good work. Okay, uh, let's go see Dad. So, off to the cliff house. Past the gate and the winding driveway of crushed white stone lined with opalescent marble obelisks, oaks overhanging it, to the Frank Lloyd Wright at the time, ultra-modern, sprawling mansion, (laughs) called the Cliff House not so much because it is poised on one as because it gives the impression with its soaring white expanses and geometric lines of a set of cliffs, perhaps of Dover. Waterfalls running down it, big trapezoidal pool as large as the grounds itself, really kind of a small lake, costs a fortune to maintain. Numerous outbuildings all clustered around this whole thing. Okay. So, the throne room. Yeah, the throne room. Describe this place to me. It's large, but I wouldn't say overly large. It probably, you know, has a platform at one end, three long tables going down it. 
like Hogwarts dining. Yeah. Not as big as that, probably half the size of that on there. It has some workstations off to the side. And on the platform is a antique, I want to say from the Roman era, mm-hmm. kind of like a throne a chair that father sits on and to the left and right he has some smaller but nice roman chairs for dignitaries when they come and when he's holding court on there so basically the best of everything i mean the tables are like walnut they have carvings of ancient roman coliseums and gladiator battles i'm going with the roman theme here works um actually the floor is black marble very well decorated not gaudy but comfortable and i'm gonna say there's a cockatiel in here too cockatiel okay climbing around on uh, live oak that is cultured and grown up inside the building and then okay. goes out through a section of the roof and this thing just climbs around on there, so it looks at you. Okay. Your father, as usual, makes you wait about half an hour while he deals with everything. He's talking to various functionaries, working with Victoria. She's really his assistant, but she also works for you. He's leased her to you in a way. When he's in town, she works for him. Yes. When he's not in town, she kind of works for me. Exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> Finally, he looks up, sighs heavily, looks you up and down, shakes his head slightly, and then says something to Victoria, who ushers the venture capitalist that he was talking to out. And uh, right this way, you'll see the pool and the rest of our grounds. Uh, you probably remember this was designed by... And the door closes behind her. Tony, why don't you guys take a little break? I don't think you want to be here for this. I'll be fine. Tony nods and melts back into the shadows, and then you hear the door close. Very good. Father. What is it? He says from the other end of the echoing chamber. You wanted to meet with me today? Yes, assuming you have any progress whatsoever. Well, um, I don't know by what you define progress, but I did dispatch three ghouls today that attacked me and some of my associates Well, you had light workouts. Light workout, yeah, on there. I've got a couple of leads. I have David doing some investigating on the police side of it. I've got Victoria running down a lead for me on a wizard that was involved. So, yeah, I think we're making progress. White Council scum. Well, while it's gratifying to see that my spawn were not selected for extinction by a moderate challenge, do you have anything concrete to share with me? Um, At this point, I don't. But you just gave me the assignment yesterday. But we're going to get to the bottom of some things. I certainly hope so. You can count on me, Father. I will not let you down. I suppose there's a first time for everything. If there's nothing further... I don't have anything further, Father. Is there anything else I can do for you, sir? I hesitate to task your obviously meager skills. I can handle two things at once. What else, Father? Uh, There's uh, also the matter of recent red court 
operations. They've been uh, sniffing around some of your construction projects. If you have the time in your busy schedule, uh, do see if you can do something about it. Of course, Father. I was going to make a tour of my sites uh, tomorrow, so I will put that at the top of my list. Aim for subtlety, if you will, please. And also, if you could consult with the pastor at the church, uh, there's going to be some fundraising activity that we're setting up in the next few months here in the city, and I'd like to have the church involved. Which uh, church do you have in mind? Uh, St. Thomas More's. It's the largest Catholic assembly, and the Catholics are always good for some money. They are, definitely. I think I have some inroads there already. David might come in handy there. Uh, don't overfeed while you're there, please. No, I've I've you've never my done so, but he always tells you that. <laughs> yes, Father, I will do as you say. Good. Then uh, please get out of my sight before you make my migraine worse. Yes, sir. And I exit. The cockatiel shrieks as if in derision or laughter. <laughs> when I get out into the waiting area, I find Tony. Totally. Tony, we need to do some traveling tomorrow, so uh, I think instead of using the Lincoln, I'd like to use the Humvee. Excellent. Are we uh, going We're to be going doing out anything? to our job sites like Very we did good. today, but we've got to hit more of them and make sure that we're on target and that we're not having any problems. Also, if you could have Victoria herself call over to the uh, St. Thomas More Catholic Church and set up an appointment there, I'd like to go over and talk about a fundraiser. Consider it arranged, sir. Very good. That's going to be my itinerary tomorrow. Why don't you make the arrangements for tomorrow and take the rest of the day off? Um, After I, I get have, to the car. Thank you, sir. Of, I will. Of course. And then I have some things I'll take care of on my own. Very good. And you know, just from mentioning this, that the Hummer will be ready anytime you call on it after five minutes from now. Gotcha. <laughs> yep. Okay. I'm going to go to my room, and I'm going to put on my riding gear, and I'm going to take one of the bikes out. As in... Bike, bike, motorcycle. or motorcycle? Yeah, one of our motorcycles. Okay. One of the Japanese crotch rockets. I need to take and break off some steam. I'm going to go for a ride. Oh, well, you're in the right area for it because the heights are all dramatic, oak-covered hills, winding, gently curved avenues, beautiful homes. Mostly secluded so the riffraff don't get in your way. That's the important thing right there. And you've got pretty easy access to the Pacific Coast Highway from here, too. Very good. Okay, I'm good. So, back at the Gomez house, Ezra, you were going to try to find David? David, yeah. Okay, so go for it. Do I know where David is? Oh, he went off to the church, didn't he? He went off somewhere. He's not in the house. You know that. Uh, I've got David's cell phone number, so I'm going to go to the house phone here. Make a roll. <laughs> You and phones don't do well, sir. <laughs> I can handle a landline for a little bit. I'm gonna call yeah, it's not up. crucial enough. Otherwise, I would do a compel there, but not for this. I'll take the fate point if you want to. I got no problem with that. Nah, it's not interesting enough. All right. Anyway, yes, I'm going to uh, call him up. Ring, 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 David. David! <laughs> it is still kind of crackly and kind of tin canny sounding. Uh, Ezra, you're... you're... Using a phone again. Yeah, it's bad wiring in the house. Yeah, right? sure it is. Uh, what's up? <laughs> I got a fix on Echo's location, and uh, 
here's the bad news. Something nasty's trying to block me. Hmm. Well, do you want me to help? Do you want me to see if I can call in a favor? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more? I wouldn't mind having the power of God on my side, yes, if that's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. All right, there's no need to be subtle. <laughs> Frankly, I forgot there's no secret about that. It's America, sir. We all, God's on our side so all the, the time. Th- that was the player, not the character. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, I'll be right there. I just got to check on... Yeah, do, um, I got to head northeast. Is that what you said it was pointing? Mm-hmm. This thing's not going to last terribly long, especially if someone's trying to block me. So I'll meet you at, let's say... You talking about the phone? That too. <laughs> I'll meet you at the McDonald's on North 53rd Street. All right. I'll be the hippie on the bicycle. I think I can recognize you. Thanks. All right. I'm going to get on my bicycle. I've used this tracking thing before, so I've got a little duct tape spot I can put the tracker on. Good stuff. Pedaling my little heart out, following the thing as best as I can, and I'm driving a bike, so I don't have to follow traffic laws. That's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah, naturally. No, I've actually seen people get tickets for not following traffic laws on a bike. Buy it. Especially once you get close to the university, or if you're close to the university, they own the road, or at least they think they do. So anyway, yeah, I'm following the thing, and hopefully I triangulated properly where I can meet David on the road. Okay. So yeah, let's assume that you guys meet pretty much without a hitch. Okay. David's already got a Big Mac combo. He's chowing down. Really? Didn't buy anything for me? Yeah, here, he got, I got you some french fries. Oh, good. All right. Oh, and here you can have a Happy Meal toy. Oh, awesome. Yeah. You'd be surprised how useful these things come out. Oh, that's like Big Mac Happy Meal? He got the two toys, one for his daughter and one for Ezra. <laughs> I love it when they put the Pokemon out, the toys like this, because they're all elementally aligned, and that is more useful than you think on pharmaceutical <laughs> practices. Glad I could help. No problem. You get a hang of this uh, magic thing. Uh, you got your car? Here, let me just... What, what do you drive? I, I don't know. We never established. I... Don't know. Game Master, I drive whatever you want me to drive. I'm inclined to say your cab. Okay, that's fair enough. Ugh, I can't put my bike in the back of your cab. All right, I'm going to lock it up here. They had minivan cabs. I don't see him driving a minivan cab. I'm just throwing it out. I understand. Trying to help out I, the wizard. I, I, I I'm just, no, I can, I've got... The wizard. I, the wizard. <laughs> I've got a, I've got my bike chain. I can just chain it here at the bike stand. Okay. Let's go, go, go. I'll tell you on the way. All right. So I'm going to tell him exactly what happened to me uh, without leaving out any details. Badass warrior of God. I don't got to hide anything from him. <laughs> yeah, big anemone thing. It looked familiar. I got I got some connections I can check out later, but right now I want to find Echo. While the, echo, uh, echo, Echo. Yeah, it's my Echo locator here as my, uh, echo, echo. while the magic is still working, while it's still hot. Right. Yeah, I'm tracking down this Bernie guy. I think it's a dead end. Yeah, well, whoever I'm tracking, they've got a big elder thing looking out at them. All right, well, okay. So I'm assuming we can't stop at Walgreens on the way. Really prefer not to. All right, fair enough. I mean, I can recast the spell here in the back seat, but I mean, it's probably going to fry out your... No, no, that's okay. I need my cab. Thank you. Looking out for you. understand. So you can only get so far and then it blocks you? Is that what the problem is? Or are we following... Well, no, I mean, I can. the spell only lasts so long, man. And then, like, there's someone on the other end specifically trying to block location spells, but, you know, me, I'm good. So I... <laughs> oh, so you don't need his help. You just wanted the company. <laughs> well, partially, but I also want the help of... I need you to put a bullet in the head of whatever might be on the other end of this. Or pseudopod or whatever. Did you not hear the part where I said the big evil monster was trying to get me? When I tried to find her. All right, well... Let's bring it on. Yeah, that's right. 
And had I thought about it, I wish I'd brought my shotgun. Oh, well. Well, you were a little disoriented. Dizzy, that's right. By the way, mild circumstances go away at the end of the next scene. Let me check. I think that's right. So like this at the end of this scene. Yeah, I'm kind of staggery right now. You know, it looks like I'm drunk. Oh, okay. My eyes aren't focusing. I'm a little tired and dizzy. Yeah, they last for one scene after recovery starts. During this drive, it should go away. Okay, I was going to see if my holy touch could help. That's just mental stress. Okay. Probably makes him feel a lot better. It doesn't hurt. I put a hand on his shoulder. He'll be all right. Thanks. Logan, your phone rings. My personal phone? Yeah, your personal phone. Why I'm riding the bike? Mm Mm-hmm. I'll let it ring as I slow down, take my helmet off. That's the one you have set. (laughs) Yeah, I could have that, but no, I I don't ride my bike and talk on the phone. Vampires tend to stay away from blue teeth. (laughs) What you get when you bite Hello. That's right. So the spell only lasts so long, man, and there's something trying to get me, too, didn't didn't you hear what I said earlier about the big evil monster when I was trying to locate Echo? What? What the? And then you that? hear David's voice saying something too, but it's really muffled. There's car noises. <laughs> David, are you there? Hello? And. <laughs> yeah. Do they Ezra- use. You hear like a tinny voice coming from. You pocket dial the vampire. <laughs> from David's pocket. Hello. I hear it or he hears it. Ezra heard it, okay. actually. Okay. Have oh, they I mentioned any street names or anything like that? Hey, uh, David, I think you pocket dialed someone. Oh, hell. I pick up the phone and hit the disconnect button. <laughs> I'll redial. When that happens. So your phone rings immediately afterward. Uh, pick, I hit the... I don't feel weird saying pick up the phone when you're talking about a cell phone, but I guess it's what splitting people hairs. Say, yeah. Just like we still say dial. That's I true. Have yeah. pick, we have to pick up the signal, That's and true. I am picking up the phone. <laughs> and I pick I up could the phone. shout at it from the seat. That's true. I have Bluetooth in my cab. In fact, that's what I do. I hit the little Bluetooth thingy so it's coming through the... Speakers. Speakers, yeah. And Logan, just to be clear, this is your emergency number that this is on. Okay. Hello, David. Speed dial. Yeah? Why'd you call me? I didn't. Well, you just called my emergency line. I don't think so. If I did, it was I heard something dial. about a, a monster attacking. What's going on? Do you need my help? Come hmm. to think of it, David, you don't think you have an emergency number for Logan. I don't even have your emergency number, so I don't know what you're talking about. Apparently... Hand to God, man. Hand to God. Come on. I do have guided by Providence right now. That's true. But he doesn't know that. And I'm not sure... Yeah, Who but I know, know that, that you get... You get. You know it. Oh, you're saying that in I know character. That I know I have that hand of God. Okay. No, I'm I, saying it out of no, 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 character. No, no, no. I'm saying... You, right. No, I know. But know Josh it. is saying hand of God, man. Hand of God in character. <laughs> Evan Costello routine. I'm He's freaking out. Him. You say who's on first. You're a badass warrior of God. I know that you get right, but I didn't. I old. thought that was you reminding me. I didn't know that was no, him no, that's saying. Me and that's, you're on Bluetooth. I'm. Are you on Bluetooth or like speakerphone? I'm on. I'm on. He's on Bluetooth in the in the speakers. Oh, okay. So, I, oh, so I can hear the other side of the conversation. Yeah, I can hear how nuts you are right now. That's me in the back seat, just like. That's me in the corner. That's me in the spotlight. Like, hand to God, man. Hand to God. Come on. Oh, I'm reminding point. you. 
Do you need me or not, David? I was winding down. I just had a meeting with Father. Oh, well. Yeah, you know how that goes. <laughs> so if you need me for something, let me know. I've got nothing to do for the next couple of hours, but, you know, relax. I don't, but apparently someone up there thinks otherwise, so... Significant coincidences, man. Come on. I know. So why don't you meet us at... Uh, where the hell are we going again? Uh, I don't know. We'll know when we get there. <laughs> All right. Meet us at uh, wherever we are when we get there. Meet us wherever we are when we get there. Those are great directions, David. I, just, I like to give you a challenge, man. Peace out. Click. No problem. I'm going to spend a fate point. Okay. Can I go back and have his car bugged so I can track it? Mm, yes, but I'm going to call that a declaration I'm that ro- you'll need to roll against. Can I oppose? <laughs> David, what's your alertness? Great. So I, I can totally see him putting a tracker on his resources He car. told me to be creative, so I'm being creative. Hell yeah. Right. I like it. Okay, so great. So you are looking at a four difficulty then for this roll. Okay, what am I rolling against? Oh, Will man, that's resources? Tough. I'd be inclined to let you use resources for this because okay. Logan just doesn't seem to me like the kind of guy who goes in and does this himself. Yeah, he's buying tech. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay, so I'm going to wait on the fate point, see how I do. I got a zero on the die, but I got a plus four for resources. Okay. Uh, four? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. an exact success, which, once you get it, doesn't get you any special aspects or anything for it, or any additional aspects, but there you go. Okay. Puts an aspect of bugged car on. <laughs> yes, but no additional aspects. Wait. You can get some extra stuff sometimes if you succeed by more, if I read right. that correctly. Oh, oh, oh I believe I'm it means it's not sticky, so once it's tagged, it's gone. Can I get a fate point because he's bugging my car? (laughs) Hmm. Do you have an aspect that you think this might be a sort of compel against? In a strict interpretation, amazed how much I don't know. Yeah, and I was actually looking at that and maybe my wife was a serial killer, but you just didn't know that. Okay, yes, I'm going to call that a compel and give you a fate point for it. Okay, yeah, that was actually a thought crossed my mind as well, the serial killer. So now I have three. Now, when we Mm -hmm. refresh, if I don't spend these before the end, I get to keep all three, right? Because it's... Yes. Okay. You don't get any extra if it's higher than your refresh, but you get to keep them if it is higher. Cool. Okay. Awesome. So I'm going to pull up on my iPod a tracking app that I downloaded. Mm Mm-hmm. And punch a few buttons and uh, find out where his car is. And I'll start um, heading in that direction. Okay. And I redial his phone. Okay. Yeah, David, what do you need? I got a phone call from your bully boy today. You know, next time you want some errand run, ask me yourself. Or better yet, do it yourself. You know, I'm a busy person, David. That's why I have associates to help me there. If you don't want to cooperate, that's your choice. Cooperate? You're not some... Fucking hey, man! I'm, I'm just saying we're going up. We, there could be some big nasty drooly monster oh, at the true. other end of this. So I mean, if we get another. So you called me for help, David. I'm coming to help. You don't hear me whine and bitch about it. You offered. I just accept. If you don't want to come, don't come. No, I think it might be. You got the wizard there. I think it might be tied into what I'm investigating. It so might I have be. No problem. It might be, but don't act like it's some favor you're doing me. You called me first of all, and second of all, if any of this. I probably should watch his language. He's like this champion of God. He's saying, fuck. 
No, but I like it. I kind of like you've the, got this whole hounded by anger. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. You're right. I like the fact that he's still kind of coming to grips with all that. So hey, saying fuck isn't blasphemy. That's true. Don't treat me like I'm some kind of a hireling. The stuff that you're doing is not so damn important. You don't <laughs> need. Yeah, you're. <laughs> If you want something done, either call me and ask me yourself like a civilized human being, or better yet, if it's something... Turn, 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 turn here! Sorry. God, watch the road! There's this crazy cloverleaf interchange (laughs) where Branch Street becomes 101 by the northernmost extension of the bay at the edge of the city, and way through that now. They call it the maze. Oh, nice. Anyway, before... Are you done, David? Oh. You know what, Logan? <laughs> fuck off. Hey, hey. Huh. You seen that guy move? We could use his help. I don't need... It's okay, we don't David. Need... I, I will still come help you. Hey, that's up to you. If you want to help, you feel free to help, but just... No problem, David. Have a nice day. Click. <laughs> I hate that guy. I hate that guy. When are you guys going to fuck already? <laughs> 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 Get it out of the way. Oh, trust me. We I'm are. just trying to build his anger. That'll never happen in a million years. I sure do bicker. That's not bickering. I'm just telling him where I stand. If it wasn't for... Blah, blah, it wasn't for blah, blah. Uh, As my daughter would say, blah, blah, blah. If it wasn't for her, we wouldn't even associate with him in the first place. Who? My, uh... <laughs> long story. Don't worry about it. Right. Okay. So let me break character here for a sec, because I don't remember exactly when we normally wrap up. Uh, Oh, okay. So it is coming up in just a couple minutes. Yep, you are right, sir. So, what do you guys think of this as a pausing point? I think it's a good cliffhanger. Gives us a few minutes, maybe, to talk about how the game's going. Yeah, and that's my question. So, let me just give a quick status report. Let's see. We've got Logan coming down from the heights heading out of the city toward the northeast in the general direction of O'Shaughnessy's Dam and Diamond Lake up there in the Sangre de Cristos. And we've got David and Ezra in his cab on 101, heading northeast toward Grover Beach and Arroyo Grande, which are these suburbs, basically just continuous extensions of the city. The idea of them as separate towns is a legal fiction. And, uh, you know, increasingly, uh, looks like you're headed straight for the uh, Sangre de Cristos. And you have some idea of what's going on. I like okay. the uh, love-hate relationship between all these characters. <laughs> yes, it's not quite what I was expecting, but I'm liking it. Interesting dynamic. Yeah, it's interesting. The only knock I've got is trying to get my... You did a brilliant job of getting my character into this scene. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but that's the hard part is how do I really relate to these other two characters? That's an area and where why you're going to have to do some work. I'll help I know. you out where I can. But the character, and you knew this from the outset, is going to be kind of separate from things. I know. I know. It's getting There's used to wrong it. with that. I'm just going to have to save their lives a few more times. And maybe they'll start thinking about me. <laughs> Logan is a reminder of everything that he has had to deal with with his wife, whose name I named her, and I can't remember what her friggin' name is. Um, what a faithful husband. I know. Wow. I suck. Worse than forgetting your anniversary. No, I like the relationship we're building. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have no problem with that. I think it's working out really good. You have a lot of anger against 
the family. You have a lot of anger against my father. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you'd have a lot of anger with me being a part of that family. So I'm good with that. Okay. And I, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm definitely trying to not play this character like Thomas. Yeah, I don't want him to be that kind of bumbling guy that gets, you know, to help his brother all the time. Right. And I don't really, you know, I don't know how to connect to Josh's character yet. I've seen you in action because uh, I've seen you tear up that rival gang or whatever. I'm like, well. well I can pick up dumpsters. Yeah, that's a good yeah, benefit. That and I also, uh, in our first adventure together where, like, we uh, went through the. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yep. So, you yeah, know, so I have some combat right skills. So it's like, okay, well, I got, there might be a big nasty monster at the end of this. Yeah. Someone who can put a sword through a telephone booth might be useful to have around. Yeah, I think I just need to step in a little bit more and bring myself in rather than have try bring me in. Yeah, you I and, think uh, you and David have this argument going on too. I'm like, God, come on, we could use a man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's good because it's hard to get this character. I mean, you guys kind of have a theme working together. I don't necessarily work for the side of good. Well, and apparently we just established Ezra does not know about the serial killer wife thing. Apparently not. That's what? kind of an interesting wrinkle. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like where it's going, definitely. This is what I was hoping for. I think we just got to get more comfortable with, the, you know, we're trying to do a serious game now. Yep. And we're so easily just, you know. I think, we, I think we've done pretty good at the serious game. We yeah. haven't got too goofy. Not like, say, Zoe or something. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. I think, it's, uh, I think it's worked out really well. And I think I mentioned this before, but I tend to kind of like rein people in and, and try to keep them focused on the game. And that rubs some people the wrong way. And I want you guys to let me know when it does that to you. Uh, we, we need wrangling. So we do. Fine. Yeah. It's yeah. A good thing definitely. To, good no, you're doing, you're doing a great job. Yeah. Okay. I'm just so used to games where I get described by the GM what's going on. And I really dig this. Let me bring out some of the description on there. I just got to get more comfortable with me doing that. I think you're doing quite well with yeah, it. Bring up the Hummer. It's like, well, of course oh, you have a you Hummer. You do a really why good job. You, why with... wouldn't you have a Hummer? <laughs> yeah. yeah. On top I of mean, everything else. I can do stuff like that, but that scene with the guy, I was more about describing what it looked like more than emotions. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a emotion vampire. I probably should describe emotion a little better. What I'm feeling at the time, what the guy's feeling, more description in that area uh, on there. So that's what I need to work on. If you like to, but that's also sort of part of the role of the GM is to take over some of those aspects of the narration that would otherwise clutter the experience for the players. I know that sounds a little highbrow, but that's really kind of how I think of it. Yeah, like, I, I think, think you're a doing GM's a great. job. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I don't think when we designed the city and I think we're taking it in places that we didn't think of at the time, but they're going with our themes and things that we developed. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, I'm liking the fact that I haven't looked at our city stuff since we finished creating it. So a lot of the stuff, it's like, you'll mention something like, oh, yeah, I forgot we had that. Awesome. (laughs) And that's kind of why I had that little moment of, aha, because I forgot what kind of game we were playing at first when you asked me, so what do you want to do? And I'm like, uh... And I gave you the uh, guided by providence and said, I thought about the church. I wouldn't have done that. I would have just gone straight to, well, so-and-so knows this has the same last name as this guy. So let me see if... Uh, but we've been playing this for two sessions, so I'd say we're doing mm-hmm. pretty good. The only thing I wonder is if we should be doing more faith point back and forth. 
fate, fate point back and forth. I say faith point. I'm a champion of God. Everything's about faith, man. I understand. I mean, a lot of us don't have a whole lot of fate points to be tossing around yet. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. When I and this is not a criticism. This is just I'm trying to see when when mm-hmm. I like with Satsi, fate points fly back and forth like crazy. You're constantly either spending them or you're getting them compelled by the GM or you're thinking of ways yourself to go. Hey, and I'm trying to come up with some ways to self-compel. I also would like to have more of that. I would like to see myself putting in some more compels, but I do not want to do it for the sake of putting in compels. So I see my job as structuring a story which will, by necessity, lead to interesting compels. And I have zero practice with that. I've right. never worked with this system before. Right. Well, like I said, I'm yeah. not, that's why I was wanting to make sure you knew I'm not criticizing. I'm, we're discussing, and I'm just bringing yeah. it out there. So I'm also hey. aiming for the goal of a little bit more fate points going back and forth. Yeah, and I think a little bit more, but not a lot, because I think this game is designed in a way that you really need to make a decision whether you want to use a fate point or not. Oh, no, we'll never, we'll never have ten fate points like on Satsuki. Yeah, There's it's no very way. limited, you know, and that's the way the design of this was to really limit, because they could have easily designed it in a way to mirror spirit. Yeah. But, then it but would, they didn't, right. and I think that's what they, they don't want you to have a ton of fate points. I think they want you to really make more... I mean, it's more critical that you make better decisions with your fate points. Right. Well, they want you to have the fate points at the climactic fight, but you have plenty of time to get your ass handed to you to accumulate fate points in the meantime. Okay. Good session. Yeah. I just want to see if my wife goes, what the hell were you guys arguing about? Because from her perspective, all she heard was me like, fuck you! You know what? Don't come out here telling me to do this and that, man! <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see what people think about that exchange and where we're going with the game. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So, gentlemen, before we go, a couple things I want to address. First of all, again, let me reiterate I know my GMing style is maybe a little bit different from what has previously been run. Also, personally, have just been sort of low energy lately. Let me know. If my GM style is is rubbing you guys the wrong way, give me some constructive criticism about it, but let me know. It's not rubbing me in the wrong way at all. No, it's it's fine. It's me getting used to it because I haven't been with good GMs like your style. I mean, Eric is good, but he has a style. Josh is very good. He has a style. Yours is different. I just have to adjust. Okay. I think it's awesome. I mean, everything you're doing is brilliant how you brought me into that scene. Thank you very much. The other thing I wanted to say is I really wanted to thank you guys for being creative and embracing what seems to me to be the essence of the system, which is not the mechanics, but the way that when you weave an interesting story, the mechanics support that. And I really feel like you guys are focused on being creative in the story and that the mechanics then work very well with that. And that helps me to work with a system that I don't know anything about. Yeah. Well, and one thing I like that you're doing is, dear God, don't roll it if it's not that big of a deal. You've done that a couple times tonight where, you yeah. know, you're going to get it. You know, it's not that big of a deal to the overall story plot. So yeah. just give it to us. Yeah. I you wish know, more games would operate under that principle. I come from D&D where we roll everything. Yes. What color is this? So the fact that it's like, well, that, that's an easy thing for your character to do. I'm going to take the roll. 
I like that. Oh, good. Okay, I'm glad that's working out. And, man, I had something else I wanted to mention, but it was a minor thing. I'm sometimes curious as to what players think is going on. Yeah, it sounds like we're breaking up a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. So, uh, let's take that as a cue, then, to wrap up here. So uh, thank you, gentlemen. If you have any thoughts or anything else, I'd be curious as to what you maybe think is going on. If you have any thoughts about what might be happening or anything else, send me an email, and I'll see you guys next week. Cool. Sounds good. See you, guys. Adios. Adios. Vaya candios. There it is, and there it was, our second Dresden Files session. Now, I'm curious, to you listeners, Trilobite asked some questions of we players toward the end there, and I'm curious as to what your thoughts are. What do you think is going on in this story? And what do you think of our group and the somewhat different from the norm style that we have adopted? And do you think we have done a good job representing the fate system? That's not one necessarily that he asked. I'm throwing that in. I realize that uh, <laughs> if you don't, well, it's kind of too bad because we've got <laughs> 20 some more sessions before we can address any uh, complaints that you may have or criticisms, but I still want to know them. So you can leave your feedback either as a comment on our blog at mtmjetpack.com or as an email to feedback at mtmjetpack.com and you will get a response. Maybe even start a conversation. So send us feedback, because we look forward to reading it. That being said, until next we meet, this is Blind Geek, thanking you for listening and reminding you that your imagination is just like a jetpack. You've got to keep it fired up, and always let it soar. Soar.